When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio today by Ali Moreno and Stevie Nicholas. European qualification continues. Spain went into this round of matches knowing they qualified. It was all about whether or not they would finish first or second ahead of Scotland. In the end, a 3-1 victory over Georgia would guarantee them top spot. Meanwhile, Scotland would draw 3-3 against Norway. They already knew they were through. They will go through second place in Group A, but unfortunately for Spain, the big talking point was the injury to Gary, the Barcelona midfielder, was four off halfway through the first half and it's been confirmed it's an ACL injury. Summer, uh, Luis Garcia joins us. Luis, unfortunately we're not talking about Spain, their performance on the pitch, their prospects for that Euros in Germany. Once again, as we did yesterday, we started talking about Vinicius Junior and that injury and now for Gabi out for six to eight months. A massive blow for Barcelona. Yes, Dan, it is. And uh, you could see when you saw the replay that the, that, that knee doesn't uh, land properly. It's a movement between the knee. Hamstring, they don't hold and look. Waiting for uh, the, the, the right information from the, from the uh, medical staff. But they mentioned during the uh, halftime that they didn't want to go ahead and, and, and put the people just uh, afraid of, of the worst. But definitely they, they look good. And when you saw Ferran Torres uh, just showing the, the jersey of Gabi, you start understanding that there is something bad there. And the tears on, on, on Gabi's face, uh, I think it proved that he knows that something is not right there in, in that knee. And yeah, it's going to be nearly six, seven months. On these days, everything goes faster. But ACL is a very, very difficult injury to have. We talk about it a lot, the amount of football these players play. Mm. How much is it a case of, look, we've always played lots of football. This is just part and parcel of the game. Or how much is it now, look, we need to do something. We need to look after these players because we want to see the best players on the pitch in their prime. Well, I understand the point that you're trying to make here, Dan. But quite frankly, it's a play that Gavi has done a thousand times over the course of his life. The ball pops up in the air. He's turning, trying to get himself in a position where now he can bring the ball down. And out of nowhere without contact, which tends to be the worst injuries in the game, uh, he just takes a wrong step and now the knee goes. And, and so how much does that sort of have to do with the amount of games that they're playing? I'm not sure that that's the case in this particular injury. Right. What I would say, and, and you mentioned and you started the conversation as to this would be a big blow for Barcelona. What I would say about Barcelona is that in Gavi they find, I think, the heart and soul of the team. Yep. Uh, the, the driving force of competitive fire through that midfield. A guy that sometimes can be reckless, a guy that can be sometimes out of control, but brings an element of energy and intensity to a midfield that otherwise can be very calm on the ball and very sort of comfortable in the passing game. Gabi brings something different. And he is indeed, I think, in my estimation, the heart and soul of that midfield for Barcelona. So in that regard, not only Barcelona, but Spain will miss that fire, will miss that drive. And as for him, 
young player as he is, I, I suppose the only silver lining here is you are young. Mm -hmm. You will recover from this. You will be back. But it's still a difficult, difficult period to go through. And for a player like Gabi, who may have thought everything is there to play for me, the season with Barcelona, whatever Barcelona can do in Champions League, whatever happens in the Euros with Spain, everything is in front of me. Now all of that is off the table and you have to concern yourself with getting better as soon as you possibly can. Is it too much, Stevie? I think, I think when you look at somebody like Gavi, then you could look at that and say, you know, Gavi probably hasn't, you know, we always call it growing into your body as a footballer. Right. He's probably not grown into his body yet. And so this would be a real concern if, if you, with this particular injury because nobody ever knows whether they're going to be back to normal. Uh, and I'd probably say more times than not, you don't actually become back to yourself or, you, or certainly your strongest. So I think the fact that he's so young and still growing into his body would be a worry for Gavi. And he needs to make sure that he takes his time. That's the important thing. Luis, when, when, when you were playing with these games coming as thick and fast as they are for these players at the moment, do we make too much of them playing too much football? Have things changed? Yeah, things have changed and they play a lot. Uh, the football is faster. Uh, everything goes. But again, uh, the technology also has changed. Uh, you can see that they recover faster. They got everything around them to try to make them and um, be from one game to the other one almost 100% recover. So it's the way it is. Football goes uh, every day changing. And at the moment, we all know that in the past 10 years, they have played from playing 45 to 50 to 65, 70. And, and so the, the competition goes on. But at the end, I think that they, they adapt. Not everybody plays 70 games uh, during the season. And it's true that because uh, they play so much, they have to rest uh, so much. And these kind of injuries can happen. But I'm, I agree with, uh, with Ali. I don't think that in these cases, because... Yeah, it might be tired a little bit. The muscle can be uh, maybe not uh, with the tone that it should be when, when lands in that kind of position. But I think this is unfortunate. Sometimes uh, this happened. I remember when Xavi Hernandez, just before of the World Cup in 2006, he uh, turned his ACL, just receiving the ball and turning. No one touched him. No, he wasn't in a, in a fast way. It was just a bad turn. And these kind of things can happen. Unfortunate for uh, Gabi arrived, uh, arrived today. And, well, we'll see what happens. We still don't know when what are the 100% is ACL, or maybe it can be something different, but definitely it's going to be a, a long uh, a season that probably is going to say goodbye to for Gabi. Uh, let's just remind you how things stand, shall we, in La Liga. Uh, going into the return of action in Spain, of course, it will be the weekend coming up. Real Madrid and Barcelona both chasing Girona at the top. Uh, Real Madrid, as it stands, two points adrift, Barca four points adrift, which takes us on to something we discussed yesterday, Ali, which is, of course, the injury to Vinicius Jr., which is going to keep him out for at least two months. A massive blow for Real Madrid as well, considering how we'd seen Rodrigo and Vinicius just starting to gel over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and, 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 and you mentioned the effect of Real Madrid, the effect of the injury of Gavi for Barcelona. How about the effect on Girona, who, by doing nothing, they're actually in a much better position now than what they were a couple of days ago. Because these injuries to Vinicius Jr. will play a major role in what Real Madrid does in the attack. Because of this injury for Gavi will play a major role as to what Barcelona do through the midfield. And so Girona, by not 
really participating, having uh, many players participating in international duty, and those that have participated uh, haven't suffered a major injury, Girona are like, well, you know what? If we can just continue to play and continue to win games, we are going to put pressure on a team like Real Madrid, who has so many injuries. Can they come up with the performances that are required in order for them to stay in touch with Girona? Not with Barcelona, not with Atletico Madrid, but with Girona. And that is the position that Real Madrid are in. Now, the depth of Real Madrid will be tested, and we have highlighted time and time again that this season, if there is something that you can point out with Real Madrid, is they're very thin in key positions. They have, they're thick in talent in the midfield. But in attacking position, it gets a little thin. In the back line, it gets a little thin. That's where they're getting their injuries. That's a problem for Real Madrid. You can look at this, Steve. This is some list. Yeah, I mean, that's shocking. That really is. I mean, that is... It's something that can happen, and everybody is going to be coming up with all kinds of reasons why, or because of the because of the, the, the medical staff aren't doing the job, because they're doing too much training, because they're not doing enough training. I mean, everybody tries to come up with all these excuses, but sometimes it just happens. Yeah. The thing I would say though, Ali, is, do you really think that Girona are going to outlast Barcelona and Atletico Madrid? Well, even, even if, 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 if Real Madrid don't recover from all of these injuries, and I understand what the worry would be. I mean, we were sitting here what, 10 days ago, talking about who's going to score goals if Jude Bellingham doesn't. Mm -hmm. And then we'll try to convince ourselves that Vinny and Rodrigo were beginning to get it together. Well, the truth is, they really haven't scored many goals between them. Well, they have last couple of weeks. Right, OK. But, that aside, I mean, do you really think Girona's going to outlast Barca and Atletico Madrid? Well, no. Do I think it's going to happen? No, but now they're in a better position than they were before. Yeah. And, and while these injuries continue to pile up, and Girona... They're not, they're not participating in Europe. They're not having many players in international competition. So they're not having the additional games that Dan is so concerned about, right? And we began this conversation with saying, well, are they playing too much? Well, not Girona. Girona is not playing too much. Real Madrid is, and Real Madrid players are. Barcelona is, and Barcelona players are. And so it gives, it gives, if, if you're looking for reasons to believe in Girona as a potential title contender, which I don't think they are, top four, yes, title, not so much. But if you're looking for reasons to believe that indeed they're going to make it difficult for Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Atletico Madrid, these are the sort of situations that begin to happen. And that long list of injuries for Real Madrid, look, they're going to test the depth of this team and the character of this team with a tough, challenging uh, schedule coming up. And so, again, Girona sitting pretty, Real Madrid and Barcelona having to come up with performances, and Atletico Madrid just trailing, just, just further back, just kind of saying, you know what, if we just keep it tight, if we keep it together, we may give ourselves the best opportunity to win this title. But Luis, no matter who you support, this is rubbish, isn't it? As a football fan, you want to see the best players on the pitch play the best games. You know, that's what we want. Of course. Of course. But we all want uh, to, to, to have the best players on the field. But the guys just uh, make a point, of course. We talked uh, about this, uh, this uh, uh, topic about Leicester. What happened with Leicester? Everybody was expecting them to drop, to drop. And they kept going, kept going. Nothing for Girona exactly the same. They're going to be there. They're going to try to hold until the last minute. They can do it fantastic. No, they will be anyway in a great position. It doesn't matter if they're top four or top six. 
But in the, in the case of Atletico in Madrid, those are the competitors. Those are the leagues that Atletico in Madrid win. In the last 10 years, they have managed to get two because Real Madrid were not in form, because Barcelona were not in form, and they were waiting there. Hiding, quiet, now they're going to regain Memphis Depay, Renilo, so the full squad is going to be ready to uh, start again from the Christmas time. That is going to be tight for March when it's going to be with Champions League situation, with Copa del Rey, everything together. So I think that at the moment... We all want the best players. We all want the best show. But definitely, there are a couple of teams that they are doing like this when they saw the injuries of the other, te- the other players in the other teams. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti certainly isn't doing that at the moment when he takes a look at his injury less in what is reportedly, of course, his last season uh, with Real Madrid, which has got speculation going as to who will come in and replace him. And, well, basically, it's going to be Xavi Alonso, isn't it, Luis? <laughs> It looks like, and I would love to see that. Uh, definitely, uh, we saw Xavi Alonso, yes, uh, signing a new contract with, uh, for two years with, uh, with his club. But uh, everybody around here in Madrid, everybody around here in Spain, uh, they are thinking that uh, they replace the Francelotti if he, at the end of the season, he goes to the Brazilian national team. It's Xavi Alonso. He's doing an amazing job. Uh, he took the team last year in almost relegation position. He managed to arrive uh, to a European competition, and right now he's at the top of the Bundesliga, something that no one was expecting. So we have to give the credit to him. He's been patient. He's been making all the steps, starting from the Academy of Barcelona, going to the second team of Real Sociedad, and now in one of the top teams in, in Bundesliga. So is he going to be ready? No one is ready when he's talking about managing Real Madrid, but definitely he's winning uh, the medals to, to arrive in, in, win, with, with heavy personality. Uh, it looks like he'll, ha- he'll uh, be taking over a squad without Luka Modric. Reports suggesting that he will be going to Saudi Arabia at the end of the season. Yeah, makes sense. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. It, it, if, if he's looking to enjoy the game and just uh, at this point, what else does he have to prove? And somebody is going to pay him a boatload of money. <laughs> why not? He has earned the right to make that decision. And if indeed that deal is on the table for him, why not, Luca? You do you, bro. However, we saw in the class game when he came on, makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Still makes a difference when he appears for Real Madrid. And that's well, a difficult void to fill. Yeah, but you've got to think that, that people like Camavinga and Chiumeni by this time next year, I mean, they'll have been there enough seasons that they should be pushing to be yeah, in the whole time. Yeah, but they're not his Well, but you're never going to... Can't, you can't hang on to that forever. And I think the fact that Modric decided to hang around for this year... Um, tells you that he still wanted to play at the highest level but he also had a lot of Real Madrid in his, in his heart because he knew he wasn't going to be starting every game so this is the perfect scenario the fact that they've got so many injuries can you imagine if Modric had gone this time last year Yeah. so yeah, yeah as Ali said he's earned the right to pick and choose when and where he goes and he's a rare breed isn't he Luis in that he's loved by not only Real Madrid fans but everyone I think in Spain, everybody enjoy it. You were talking about we want to see the, the best players on the field. Modric shows every single weekend the quality, technique, the ability. Uh, we are talking about a, a Ballon d'Or winner, and that is proven here in Spain. When he goes everywhere, kind of sometimes he receives a, a, a standing ovation because everybody is expecting him to move, if not last year, maybe next year. But definitely when he never been in trouble, he never said a word higher than the other one. He's been always a big, big professional for Real Madrid. So everybody respects him. And of course, he's on the pitch. Uh, who doesn't enjoy Luka Modric when he's on the ball? I feel it's been a bit of a flat start to the show. 
quite a lot of negatives. Okay. I think we've been well, talking injury, about yeah, injuries right. and things you, you, like you're that. You're the host. Nothing fun about well, let, Let's lift it. Shall we? <laughs> let's lift the mood <laughs> with the first know. ever La Liga mascot race, uh, oh. which took place today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, everyone was it, was. it was well attended, I see. Uh, yes, it did. Well, surely more people would turn up to this. Yeah. Look at that oh, finish. Hey, good finish. That's Mallorca's uh, mascot right there. That's oh. the Valencia bat, isn't it? Yes, that penat. And then it was a 100 meter sprint oh, at the okay. end. All right. Make sure you're happy. Did we not have snuck Jan into this? Uh, well, Jan would have been right at the back, wouldn't he? <laughs> Look at the bat fly. Yes, that penat. Yeah, the Valencia. <laughs> you mean that? Uh, the Valencia bat, then the winner. What's his name? Do you know his name? I believe he's right by that. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah. That's, there you are. That's what oh, Steve was going to say. Um, you can ask Luis. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's Luis, amazing. is that right? I, th I think it's Rampenat. Rampenat is a, is a um, I was called in English, the bat. Yes. Yeah, bat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In Catalan or, or in Valencian, it's, uh, it's a bat. Yeah. We've been told it's a moot. What? The name of the mascot. That's not true. I don't know. That's what I'm just being no, told in our ear. No, no, no. When, oh. Whenever Gemma has been on the show right. with the bad, yes. it's been Rad Penat. Okay. Because All right. I pay attention to what Gemma is saying. Well, yes, indeed. That's the best part. <laughs> I of listen our, to Gemma. Of our pre-matches. Uh, just a reminder, Gemma will be back and we'll be uh, talking to mascots once again. Uh, this weekend, as La Liga returns, all these matches live for you on ESPN Plus on Saturday. It's all about Atletico Madrid against uh, Mallorca. Barca is the early game away against Rivek. Of course, really early. 7.30. Are you doing that? That's very early. Aren't you? <laughs> I imagine so. Sunday, then. We'll what see. about you? You're not coming? Well, I don't know. No one mentioned it to me. Oh, all right. Uh, taking on Real Madrid. That is at uh, midday and then on Monday. It will be Girona. Will they be, still be top of the league as they take on Athletic Club? Meanwhile, we saw the Women's Classico take place today and Gerard Piquet tweeted five because it was indeed 5-0 uh, that the win thrashed Real Madrid. It wasn't a contest once again as Barca's domination in Spain continues. That epitomised as we take a look at the top of the table uh, where Barca women just dominate, don't they? Uh, always, it seems, they are perfect so far this campaign and that victory puts them six points clear uh, at Real Madrid. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Six-goal thriller at Hamden as it finished. Scotland three, Norway three. Uh, Scotland advancing to the next round. Frank, why are you with us? Did you watch that? <laughs> I did. Love it, I eh? did and enjoyed it. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was, uh, I was fully behind uh, Stevie. You know, I wanted the Scottish to win. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have anything against Norway, but I wanted maybe to see a surprise. And, uh, well, because of Spain results, uh, it, it wasn't. But that it, it was a very much enjoyable game with lots of uh, offensive actions. And I, I really enjoyed the game. Oh, good. There you are. Frank enjoyed the game. Would you like to add anything, Stevie? I wish I'd known that for a second. I'm sitting at the edge of my seat thinking we had a chance. Oh. All the way through it. There you are, but you're in pot three. Better than being potless. <laughs> well, we'll probably finish potless. We're a very optimistic. That's not the optimistic way, is it? There we go. Because we always make a mess of it. All right. All right. Okay. If you'd have taken your chance in 86. What you just saw today is classic Scotland. You're 3 2 up, you're at home against a team that's got nothing to play for. And with a couple of minutes to go, you lose a goal. Hey, I mean, that is just what we do. You a nice T-shirt saying we're going to yeah. Germany. You're off to oh, Germany. Oh, lovely. Off that to Germany. A, yeah. Uh, the best of gear as well. But Beautiful. Uh, of course, there was no Haaland uh, for Norway. He picked up an injury, didn't we? And a big question mark now as to whether or not he will feature in the tie against Liverpool. Uh, let's take a look at the odds. Um, of course, that is the early game, which, of course, we'll get to that discussion in a moment. Uh, it's Manchester City against the Liverpool at the weekend. Uh, it's a 12.30 kickoff local time at City. And, of course, the big talking point around it is the kickoff times. We've got the odds. We'll show the odds. City are favourites. There you go. Right. Uh, seven to five on. Meanwhile, Liverpool at three to one. Uh, a draw is three to one. Um, do you want to talk about Haaland's significance? Obviously, he's important. Uh, but I'm quite interested to get your take on what was discussed yesterday, Stevie. Everyone's shouting at Don for trying to say the game should not kick off at this time. Well, I, I personally don't think it should kick off at this time either. Because, I think I've said it previously, no footballer wants to be kicking off at 12.30 lunchtime. They don't. Because the preparation is completely different to what you normally do. Right. And so, when your preparation isn't perfect, it will affect your performance. Mm. Now, you can say it'll affect both teams and all blah, blah, blah. But the fact is, is that from, from Liverpool's point of view, the fact that they've kicked off so early so many times means that the other teams, not in this game, obviously, because it's Man City, yes. but the other teams get a competitive edge. So that can't be right. So the Premier League has to, has to do something about this. But the problem is, OK, if I'm, if I'm the, the TV rights holder and I've spent 400 million yep. on this package, I don't want Luton. Yep. You know, I don't want Burnley, I want Liverpool. Yeah. And that's, that's your problem, I, that's I, the problem I, of being a big club. And, I'm, and, I, and I understand that, but I also understand that, you know, the league shouldn't just cave in. There should be some sort of. But, but you. There should be some the sort of. Is represented by the 20 Premier League clubs. Yeah, so and Liverpool they agreed to this in the first place, didn't they? Well, I'm sure when Liverpool agreed to this, they figured that it was going to be. Let, 
kind of itchy-peachy level across the board. Liverpool didn't, um, did not imagine that they were going to be kicking off early so many times, particularly as City aren't doing it, as all the other teams who are going for the title. I mean, Liverpool are way ahead of everybody else. So it's because you're, you're not telling me. It's, be, it's because you're well, Liverpool. I know it is, but you shouldn't get punished because you're Liverpool. And that's why I'm saying Liverpool and all the other teams in the Premier League have to get together and figure something out. Because they're not going to do because that. Because it's they're not a, so it's, it's money, a competitive decision. I know it is. So that's it. The, why, have you, so, why have you been able to add seating at Anfield? Why have you been able to bring in the best players? Because you've got all this team. I'm not money. arguing with that. I'm just saying that you have. So if, if you're running a business, why would you not accept the money? Well, you can't just cave in and just say, OK, on you go and do what you want. Well, Come that's, on. That's what they've done, isn't it? Right. Maybe, the, maybe they've done that, but they have to change it. But they've done it over you the years. They've done it before this TV it deal. Up. It's another TV so, deal. It's just happened. So, so, so you're OK with Liverpool. OK, they've got to kick off at 12.30 every weekend. Well, that's not the case, so that's silly. <laughs> well, it's not because of the TV. You've just said the TV companies pay all the money. So if they say, I want Liverpool every weekend, then tough luck, they're kicking off every weekend. But it's a bidding it's process, and then others want Liverpool oh, at other so times. You, oh, so no, no nobody didn't no. accept it. What? A minute ago, you told me Liverpool accepted they were going to be playing early. Yes, of course they did. Are they playing early every they weekend? Didn't no. They didn't no, but they you're didn't making up a, you're making going a to be stupid hypothetical off. argument, which it's is not, not a stupid argument. It's, it's, it's not a legitimate argument. It's not a legitimate argument. It's not, Stevie, because it's not Why happening. Why should Liverpool have to play early, which makes it, gives them a competitive disadvantage to all the other teams? Why should they have to play early way more than everybody else? Because they're Liverpool. And they attract. Yeah. If I'm paying I all this money. I understand that, but it's not right. But you, you agreed. Just, but Liverpool agreed to it. Give me the money, money, money. Thank you very much. I'll have all the money. Well, number one, Liverpool, if, if somebody, when they were doing the negotiations, if somebody said to Liverpool, by the way, you're going to be kicking off 10 times at 12.30, yep. and Man City are going to be kicking off four times, do you think Liverpool went, oh, that's fine, we're getting the money? Yes. Oh, of course they are, Stevie. Of course would, they are. They would have argued that that's wrong. And are you telling me that it's not wrong? I'm telling you that once you've signed that contract, you've got no argument. So what are we arguing about? I know that. <laughs> I'm just telling you it's wrong and they have to change it. Oh, there's five minutes. We'll never get back. I've got back. to change it. <laughs> oh, God. You can't just turn around. So the next time, the next time it comes around, yes. you're just going to cave in again? Yeah, definitely. Oh, you should, that's, well, nah. I'll tell you what, I'd love to negotiate with you. What do you mean? You're the what? Your team agreed to it. <laughs> you, just cave in. you just cave in all the time. <laughs> oh, well, I'm getting the money. I'll just uh, cave in. You know, I, I agree with Steve that in a, in a way that um, uh, I think uh, um, the right order or, 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 or I don't know, the TV uh, 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 said should, should be a little bit more fair with Liverpool. But I've been to Asia many, many times and Asia is ahead in times uh, with, uh, with England and I don't, know, I don't know how many hours ahead. But it's where the amount of fans are the biggest for Liverpool. So I guess... It's what they thought about, you know, the, the, even the sponsor for Liverpool is from, I guess, Malaysia or, or somewhere there. So it's understandable to fulfill uh, what the fans and the biggest amount of fans uh, are willing to, to, to watch. It's why maybe the reason of putting Liverpool every time at that time uh, has been made. I'm guessing is that. Uh, Luis, a man who, of course, has travelled Asia, representing Liverpool. You can have no problem with this time, surely. <laughs> <laughs>
No, at the end, it, 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 we, we got two heads, and that's the way it is. And we have to understand. We got the head of Jurgen Klopp and, the, and, and looking for his players. At the end, he wants to deliver because he needs to deliver results. But the results are arriving because you receive the money to buy players. And then you got that, uh, that uh, problem with how we manage this. If we want money, we need to show more on TV because our sponsors, the people who pay us, Everyone in the club, the players, most of it, or 70%, are coming from Asia. They want to see that. And if they want to see that, TV, sponsors, and the rest need, needs to be shown at that time. And I totally understand with Jurgen Klopp because he needs to wait for the players who are in South America arriving on time. They need to rest. And having a, a game at 12.30, they, they are missing a lot of time to rest and recover to play against Manchester City, one of the top teams. But at the end, it's going to be this fight forever. But not only uh, Jurgen Klopp, it's going to be Pep Guardiola, it's going to be Ancelotti, it's going to be every single weekend that someone puts a, a time that you don't want to play because you're looking forward for the result. But the result and football, it is a business. We all understand it uh, this way. We need to get it straight away. It doesn't matter about what we want, how we want to face and approach every single game. It's a business, and as a business, the people is ahead of us. They are the owners, the, the board, or whoever makes the decisions. They are going to look football as a business. No, they are not going to look to the players. They are not going to look what the manager wants, because we've seen it in pre-seasons. Pre-season, they were totally different 20 years back. There was no competitions in Asia or in, or in America. Never seemed that you were going to the training ground for three weeks and getting ready for a long season. On these days, do you think that any manager wants a precision like the one that they have for two weeks traveling all around, players getting injured, not having the, the amount of training that they deserve? No, but that comes with the job because the money is needed to make a stronger squad. That's the way it is. No manager is going to accept it anytime. What a politician. Almost, what a politician, Luis. Well, he almost need to turn around to Klopp and say, shut it. All right, then. Stop complaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, that's, I mean that's basically. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If they, yeah. if they know that and yeah. they've accepted it, yeah. tell him to shut his mouth then. Stop spouting off. Oh, I love Stop it. If Liverpool Echo cut that bit off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Liverpool yeah. legend says... Yeah, he's he's <laughs> on an island and it's, it. it's like, well, tough luck, Liverpool. <laughs> You're kicking it half early every week. Well, then tell Klopp to, to zip, zip it. There you go. Uh, there will be a lot more, of course, looking ahead to this game on Saturday. It's the early kickoff, by the way. I'm not sure if we mentioned that. Uh, on How our, early? <laughs> on, <laughs> on our podcast. Depends which, time of the, which part of the world you're in. Uh, you can always check that out. Right then. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Meanwhile, in case you missed it yesterday, it was a close encounter between France and Gibraltar. Uh, France winning by 14 goals ah! to nil. It's the largest margin of victory in Europe qualifying history. We well, should be in the World Cup. Uh, uh, Luis is with us. Uh, Frank, you wanted to talk about this. What in particular did you want to say? Oh, no, no, I want you to congratulate the players and the, uh, supposedly they beat, they beat the record uh, that we did in 1995 when we beat Azerbaijan 10-0. Uh, but I just want to recall people without, without being judged as bitter or jealous that uh, Gibraltar is not a country, it's just a territory. So it's completely different. It's like us playing against Hong Kong at the time or maybe Jersey Island which doesn't mean anything, and people would have laughed at it. So I don't understand what, what, what those territories are doing in the European competition, really. With all due respect with Gibraltar or so many others, so I, was, I wonder why Jersey Island doesn't play, why Corsica doesn't play, I don't know, some others, but it doesn't mean anything. So I'm happy for the players, 14-0 is good because the Nice... Uh, um, uh, uh, stands where, where, the, where the game was, uh, was held uh, don't see many, many goals so it's good too for, for the fans it's good for France, it's good for the players and some uh, who have scored but well really uh, in France the press they say wow, what a record no it's not a record because, because again Gibraltar is not a country it's oh, a territory. How did you start that sentence, Frank? <laughs> not bitter and jealous? I'm not bitter or jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds, sounds I had to say it before. <laughs> uh, no, yes, exactly. Uh, 300 career goals now for Mbappe. What a time to do it, Frank. Now, that's unbelievable. He's only 24 years old. I mean, you can... I understand people who don't like him because he's, uh, he's been outspoken and, uh, and, uh, and when you see him playing... And again, yesterday... We didn't see him doing many, many things, but he was capable by doing almost nothing, uh, scoring like four goals again. And uh, he, he scored a hat trick uh, a week ago, scores another, another one, and uh, that's amazing. And he's not, he's not pushing. He's only, I would say, 75% of his possibilities. So he's a tremendous player. Um, and, uh, and you know what? We've seen Messi playing for so many decades. And we were sometimes saying, well, he doesn't really participate to defend. He doesn't run a lot. But do you really need Messi to run? Do you really need Mbappe to run? I don't know. It's a, it's a real question mark. I would say that his participation, especially if he goes to another club, and I'm thinking about Real Madrid, he will have to be more involved in some defensive positioning. But otherwise, what can you ask? If the guy can score three goals every game, Without almost running, you cannot complain. Uh, I don't want to take, take this down an Mbappe route uh, for the moment. Louise, I was just wondering, what was that weird noise? Was that you, Louise? <laughs> oh, noise? No, look at that. No. <laughs> look at that. It's great acting. What noise? Oh, baby face coming. <laughs> uh, Louise, 14 uh, 0. Do you have a problem with that? If you were playing? No, I don't have a problem. No. No, 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 not at all. If, uh, they could, uh, if you could uh, score 15 or 20 goals, of course, you're going to try. I understand that Frank feels that he's not uh, right because uh, Gibraltar is not a country. I totally understand. 
But I think it's a, it's a fair result, and France uh, tried to do their best, and that's what they have to do as a, as a national team player, we do their best. And, and I agree with him that even maybe we are not talking a lot about Mbappé and he got, didn't get the, the Ballon d'Or in the, in the last um, uh, awards, but I think that in the, in the panel, as, as far as I know, everyone has always uh, have um, Mbappé highly considered. We, we think that he's one of the best players in the world. And maybe if he changed to a different uh, competition, maybe if he changed to a different team, we can see the new Ballon d'Or in the, in the coming years. No problem, no. Yeah, I know no. we've talked about this before. It's more insulting if he didn't score 14. Yeah, yeah, I think the problem is why Gibraltar is in the competition. Mm. And actually, as soon as I see the score, I'm thinking, wow, when they open this World Cup up, are we going to see... No, we're not going to see Gibraltar come in, are we? No, 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 we're not going to see Gibraltar, but we're going to get games where it's going to be four, five and six that are going to be a waste of time. That's my worry. There's nothing enjoyable about watching it. Yeah, this is not orange slices and juice boxes. This is Euro qualifiers, and so therefore, if you show up and you're friends, you play against whoever you have in front of you, and you try to do the best you can because you're representing yourself, your family, and your country. Uh, beyond that, if the other team is not good, if the other team is not up to your standard, that is not your responsibility. That's the other team's responsibility. And so you're going to do your job to the best of your abilities, even if that means taking it to 14 goals. I would also say, if this became a, a game in which it was just a possession drill, just for the sake of possession, just a glorified training session like we saw England against Malta, if you are a fan attending the game, what would you rather see? Mm. A possession drill or 14 goals? You take the 14 goals all day, every day. And if you're through on goal and you're a French player, you're Kylian Mbappe, you're Giroud, you're whoever, what are you supposed to do? Turn right back around and keep possession of the ball because we don't want to score goals? That's not how it works. Harry Kane, of course, though, did score, didn't he, yeah. in that Malta game? He'll be in action live on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, this weekend, of course, we bring you all the Bundesliga games uh, once again. That's the Friday game, home taking on uh, Bayern. Uh, that starts at 2.30. And speaking of Harry Kane, he sat down with Ralph Karamuzondo to answer some key questions. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is 20 questions with Harry Kane. Yeah, so make some noise in there, surely. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. So I've got 20 questions yep. for you. Sit straight into it, you ready? Let's do it. Come on. A player you would have liked to play alongside. I mean, I'd love to play with, with Messi. I think um, 
you know, his, his game understanding, his vision, his passing. Um, yeah, one of the greatest players to ever play our game, so I'm sure he'd be able to, to give me a few assists. Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> Who was your boyhood hero? Uh, David Beckham. Uh, loved David Beckham. We was from the same area, we went to the same school. Obviously he was England captain when I was growing up, so uh, yeah, I used to, to love watching them play. Were there any strikers that were like your boyhood heroes? I had Sheringham, I had Shearer, obviously Rooney when I got, you know, kind of early teens. So I uh, was lucky enough to play with Wazza as well, which was pretty special. Uh, for Nisteroy was another one I, I loved watching, so some good players. Who would play you in a movie? Do you know what? I've had the Ryan Gosling shout a couple oh, of times. Honestly, ask my producer what I said to him. I said like yeah. Ryan Gosling yeah. or Ryan Reynolds. Maybe, whoever, yeah. Whoever does the British accent better. I mean, I'll take either of them. What's been the best performance of your career so far? Maybe in the European Championships, uh, the quarterfinal against Ukraine. Um, Score two goals, and I mean any knockout game in a major tournament for England is, is you know, high-pressure situation. But to score two and just the whole game in general, I, I felt like I played pretty well. So that one probably sticks out. What are the key stats you look for after a game? How far kilometres I've run, um, how many sprints I've made in a game. Does it get a bit competitive with the boys, like sprints? You know, if I'm a striker and I've run further than one of the midfielders or something, I'm like, how is that possible? Kind that's of a fine, yeah, that's so, yeah, definitely a fine. Exactly, so uh, yeah, for sure we have a bit of fun with it. Who do you reckon the fastest player you played with? Oh. You were mentioning earlier Alfonso, Carl yeah, Walker, I think Carl, Yeah, I think Carl Walker for me is probably the fastest. I put Carl as the fastest, but I would love to see that race for sure. What moment in sport outside of your career gives you goosebumps? I think it was 2012 Ryder Cup. Europe come back against America at Medina and uh, that winning part I think Martin Keimer made, that was a special moment to win, to have like a, a five, six foot part, you know, I'm a big golf fan anyway, that must have been some huge pressure and to, to hold out and you know, make the comeback for Team Europe was, was amazing. Favourite sports person outside of football? Tom Brady um, was a, you know, been a big Tom Brady fan. Just loved the way you know he went about his career, the way he played, the way he trained, the way he you know pushed people around him and pushed himself until you know what did he retire at 45? Your favourite sports documentary? Brady had won the Brady Six, just about his early career and the six quarterbacks that were picked before him in the draft. So that was probably the biggest one in terms of you know it helped shape maybe my mentality, my, my career in a way, you know, watching that gave me a lot more self-belief in myself. But I mean, uh, Michael Jordan's one. The Last Dance. Yeah, Last Honestly, Dance. Honestly, that, after that documentary, I was in the gym every day for six months. Yeah, it's just, uh, I think obviously everyone, yeah, appreciates Michael Jordan and how good he was, but just seeing the document, seeing some of the old footage, some of his teammates talking, him talking, yeah, that was, uh, as yeah. a proper documentary, that was the best. If you could meet one sports person, past, present, who would it be? Yeah, Michael Jordan would be on that list just to, you know, after seeing a documentary, seeing his career, just to talk and you know, see how he handled situations, pressure, etc. would be great to, to find out. You can see that interview in its entirety, obviously, over on our YouTube channel. Now, on yesterday's programme, the question came in, who's had a better 2023, Erling Haaland or Harry Kane? Now, Gav Marcotti, I believe, was very much on an island when he was trying to tell everyone that it was, in fact, Harry Kane. I was just wondering if anyone here would agree with Mr. Marcotti. Luis, who are you picking, Haaland or Kane? 
if we are talking about 2023 and with all the trophies involved, uh, I guess that we are going to go for, for Haaland. I think that the, the amount of goals that he has scored, he's been involved in three different trophies, winning three of them, being uh, at the top of, uh, of uh, the Ballon d'Or awards. I think that he deserves it, even though that finally we see uh, um, Harry Kane adapting very well to Bundesliga, showing his strength and how and why this team wants him so badly uh, to replace Lewandowski. He's been impressive, and not only for Tottenham, but also for, for Bayern Munich. But uh, definitely, I think that uh, I will pick Haaland straight away. Frank, you were saying before you agree with Gav. Uh, no, 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 I don't agree with Gab. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Rhys in that matter. Because, because it was the first year of uh, Erling Haaland and with his uh, young age and coming into one of the big, if he's not the biggest club in the world, uh, getting the, the triple, I mean, it's kind of a performance. And uh, even if as I'm a crazy fan of uh, Harry Kane and I really think he's the best striker in the world for me and he could have signed for any club and he would have had the same kind of results, let's say, with Real Madrid, I, th I think. Um, I think what we saw from Erling Haaland in 2023 with Guardiola not having a striker before that, he made such a huge impact in the way that Manchester played differently their game. So definitely Haaland. I think we're stretching here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, look, I don't want to be in any island with Gal Marcotti, period. No? 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 Not at all. Steven? It's not even close. Oh. Gab would say, though, but he played for Spurs and look at the, the goals that he got. Can Haaland yeah. have done that? For every argument you have for Kane, you've probably got two or three for right. Haaland. Okay. You, you, you try winning three trophies and scoring all the goals and still be scrutinised. Mm. Harry Kane wasn't scrutinised once all season. Quite scrutinised, wasn't he? <laughs> no. I think scrutinised so. him. I remember you scrutinising him. <laughs> well, time. That time. About what? Uh, February. About what? February. About what? I, know, I just remember thinking, Steve, he's really scrutinising you. <laughs> Yeah, we did spend a lot of time on them. Uh, uh, we we did also discussed yesterday, we had a couple of questions come in, and I just wanted to uh, relay them to the boys today because it's obviously a whole new crew. The first of which, uh, someone asked about a player that you played with who you still think had such unfulfilled potential. Mm. Steve, you must have seen a few over the years. Yeah, I would... I'm going to answer a guy called John McGregor who signed for <laughs> Liverpool the very same time I did. He was a centre-back. Right. And the reason he never fulfilled his potential was because he went out on loan to get him some games. And obviously, we've been looking at Gavi doing his knees, ACL. Yes. Yeah. He ended up doing the same thing. Right. And the treatment he got was horrendous. That was it. Because obviously teams didn't have proper medical staff. They didn't look after him properly. And, I mean, basically... He, he was never able to straighten his leg again. And this, and this guy had everything. He had two great feet, big, strong boy. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, he, John McGregor definitely was unfulfilled. What about you, Ali? Not through any of his reasons. Well, let me just be very clear. The name is Juan Arango. Wow. But Juan Arango is the best player in the history of my country. Now, if you've never seen Juan Arango play, just look on YouTube because yeah. he scored some incredible right. goals. So, he's the best player in the history of Venezuela. I think he had the potential to have been one of the best players in South America in his time, which coincided with my time, but I did not make that list, by the way. Right, okay. Uh, the, 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 the truth of the matter is that Juan Arango had everything. When he wanted to, 
he would dominate games. He would take over games. You see this guy in training, and it's just a machine because physically he can run, he can jump, a great leaper, a great left foot, can hit free kicks, can hit volleys. Every goal that Juan Arango ever scored with the national team seemed to be a spectacular so then goal. Then what stopped him? What stopped him is the personality wasn't quite there. The, the, the hunger to... See, I think in order to take that, that next leap that to, to a completely different level, to an elite level, you have to have something that burns inside of you. And I, I must say, and I, I can only talk about myself, I think I had the, whatever was burning inside, but I didn't have the, the, the tools and the talent to, to do the things. I said talent quite quickly then. I know, very, very quickly. And I think quicker than you needed to. <laughs> I was going to say it myself. Now, but I didn't quite have the tools available that a guy like Juan Arango did. So for me, it was very clear to see and almost a sense of, 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 of bitterness and saying, come on, man, you have it all. You, you can be so much better. You're great. The best player in our country, and yet I think there was more to give. Uh, Luis, what about that messy chap? He never really did much, did he? <laughs> no, not really. No, actually, I, um, I will say uh, Danny Carvalho, uh, a player, a Portuguese player who played for Atletico in Madrid. We had the chance of playing back in 2001. He came from uh, Ajax. He played for, for Ajax and Benfica inside for Atletico in Madrid, and he was an amazing player. He was fantastic, amazing left foot, arrived with so much expectation of Atletico in Madrid. Uh, two years later, he retired, and I think he must be 28, something like that, when, when he retired. And everybody was expecting him to become. He played nine, nine, nine games for, for Portugal, he was in the under-19, under-21. So uh, there was a lot of expectation about him, but uh, I don't know what happened during that time. He struggled so much to have to Atletico in Madrid, to the, to the city, to the club, to ah, football kind Madrid, of uh, couldn't <laughs> go through. <laughs> but uh, didn't make it at the end. Uh, but yeah, Dani Carvalho was one of those special players. Is that what Madrid did to you as well? No, I'm still here. All right. <laughs> Thriving. <laughs> uh, Frank LeBeuf. Yes, I... I thought about uh, somebody called Frédéric Deu played in for Barcelona uh, and but before played for Lens and was champion of France in '98. Absolutely a fantastic player, played midfielder, but uh, but after dropped and played as a centre back, and and not because of his mentality of his non-talent or whatever it could have been. It's just his choice. That's crazy. That guy should have been with the national team. I played, I think, a couple of times with him with his friends. But because he was a little bit younger than the generation that we were, uh, with Laurent Blanc, with Marcel Desailly, Lilian Thuram, uh, myself, uh, he, he didn't have the opportunity to come to this national team where he 100% deserved to be in it. He was a fantastic player, but it's because Emé Jacquet made his choice, he wasn't there. And I, was, I, I worked with him after for radio uh, uh, set, a radio uh, uh, sorry, show, and I, we talked about it. And he said, that's crazy, because I was sometimes expecting to come, and there was always somebody a little bit older than me uh, coming and, and going for the national team. That guy was a fantastic player. I don't know what he did for Barcelona, but I know that when he, went, he played for Lens, he was the captain, he was very young, but he was the captain, he was tremendous. He, was, he had everything uh, in his feet to, to become one of the best centre-back in France. Now, one of the questions that they had yesterday just brought back so many memories, all of them fantastic, because it was us, the best moments uh, of the show since you've been on it during your career. 
Uh, shall I give all of mine for all you first, considering yeah. I've been here a long time? Yeah. <laughs> the finger? Yeah. Oh. The finger has to be the most memorable. Oh, right. <laughs> the infected finger. That's the, the, the exploding, exploding the infected finger. <laughs> yeah, finger. Yeah. That definitely stands out. Do you I can still smell it? Well, yes. So can we. So can we. <laughs> it's infected the studio and it's still there. Me and you shearing sheep in Wales. Oh, and yes. And then when the producer, the, the producer said, oh, I can send you a copy of the, uh, of the clip, if you like, to the farmer. And the farmer goes, yeah, my email is blah, blah, blah. And he went, you have the internet here? Just a punch him in the oh face. Uh, with Luis, our first time working together was the start of La Liga. And I think we were in Barcelona and we were doing like Valencia against Atafe. Do you remember? We yeah. were doing it. Yeah. In our hotel. In our park. Yeah, it was a very special park yeah. because it was where everyone around in the apartments would take their dogs yes. to do their business. To relieve themselves. And it was a nice welcome to ESPN FC, <laughs> to Luis as we do it. And behind us, obviously, there's just so much going on. And then for Frank, it's obviously going to dinner with Frank uh, with shorts and just the anger that it would just entail would make me laugh a lot. But there were so many of them. Oh. Like me and you, when me, do you remember we had a, like me and you never fall out. Obviously we do on air, but we never happen. Like afterwards it's fine, yeah. apart from the one time where during a break you're like, uh, are you trying to make me look like a, well, let's uh, say idiot. Yes. And, and you just had gone, like Red uh, Miss. Yeah, yeah. And I Craig is there going, <laughs> I know, I know the red mist that descended. Yeah. And with Paul as well. There's so many with Paul. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 <laughs> it's hard. It's actually hard to come up with because there are so many moments. I mean, for for me specifically, the the Christmas specials when uh, well, yes, yeah, we used to dress up for those as yeah. well. And what? Why are you making that face? You didn't have to do any other work. <laughs> I just had to sit there with a stupid jumper on. <laughs> Well, that, that's what made it funny. <laughs> what made it funny. Wow. Steve, what about you? There is a lot. Yeah, there is quite a bit. And karaoke in Madrid at 6 a.m. That was quite good. Uh, karaoke, five in the morning. Yeah, that was quite good Thing fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a good laugh. Um, oh, by the way, you and the, the rowing competition yes, with, with Gab and Stuart Robson. Yeah, that yep. was brilliant. Yeah. That was brilliant. Unfortunately, <laughs> Craig and Shackett running around doing the Yann impression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the one regret about the, about the, the rowing competition? What's that? was when Gab was getting out after we'd finished. Right. And almost fell in. <laughs> yes, he did. He just, he started going and we all went, uh-oh. Yeah. And we just held our breath. And somehow, yeah. he managed to grab the bit in the dock and never yes. went in. Yeah. I've never been so disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It would be great if he just... Oh, my God. Straight in. Do you remember when we had the giggles with Paul that time? And he oh. was he saying Real Madrid or Real Madrid. Madrid? And we just couldn't, said, just stop, we just stop, couldn't stop laughing at him. We stepped down five times. <laughs> and he was getting so angry. And eventually we said to him, say Barcelona, yeah. don't say Real Madrid. Yeah. Hey? He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Um, did you have one out of all of that? Did you mention it? A moment. Oh, the, uh, I'll tell you what, aye. When you called me in the pub. Right, yes. Because the night before, PSG were taking a 1-0 lead to Real Madrid. And I said yeah. that they absolutely will bottle it. Yeah, you said on the show before they were going to choke. And you were like... What do you mean the bottle? Yeah, Real Madrid's yeah. rubbish right now. Yes. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. So you did your usual, your, your wee smarty pants, yes. your wee smarty pants lines. Yeah. And I can see your face. Because sometimes when you're disagreeing with me, you've got this face that's really serious. Right. <laughs> and, I, 
You've actually got three different faces. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Well, one is when he's trying not to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> the other one is when he's deadly serious about what he's arguing about. Right. And the other one is when he's just trying to wind me up. Okay. So he's got, he's got three different faces. Right, there we go. Yeah. Uh-huh. And anyway, they change. And the PSG one was a dead serious. Right. And of course, I'm meeting my, pup, my mate in the boozer in New York. I'm meeting him in New York. Oh, look at you. <laughs> yes. And of course, PSG score in Barpy. So that's 1 0. Yep. 2 0 in aggregate. 2 0 in aggregate. Yes. And then in the last 30 minutes, Benzema gets a hat trick. Yeah. And you called me at the end of the game. Because <laughs> 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 you're a Real Madrid fan. Yes. <laughs> so he's delighted. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I very much enjoyed that. Good, good. I, I gave it the old uh, "I told you so." Yes. <laughs> About us trying to corral uh, pigeons in, at the square in front of Il Duomo oh, in, in Milan. Milan. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We, we was like, whoever could attract the most pigeons. Uh-huh. He represented Atleti. I represented Real Madrid. They would win. It was like a prediction thing. Yeah. Oh, one of those die. Oh, what about Robbo just getting angry in general at things? <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, just, just, just. I'm sorry. Robbo having a go at me after the Champions <laughs> <Yeah>. League final. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was there. I was yeah. here. Bias, bias, uh, bias. The show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We've gone down complete. Uh, uh, Luis, do you have a favourite memory? Uh, no, actually, I don't have uh, that much uh, uh, time with you guys. Uh, but I enjoy every single time that uh, uh, Steve just shut you up. Every single time that I hear that, shut up. <laughs> and, uh, I have to enjoy those, those small moments uh, that, that, that you are giving me. I, I enjoy, but definitely what you mentioned about the first time the, that we met in Barcelona, that we went to do the, the first show, and I didn't know where I was expecting because before I didn't see much about ESPN FC. Yeah. And arriving there, and the first time is sitting down on a park with us, just talking. We just met. I didn't know about. Uh, Ali's jokes or yeah. this kind of uh, yeah. yeah, Ali's weird sense funny of humor. And I was sitting down <laughs> yeah. there, tried, yeah, tried to be correct. And well, when you start talking about yeah, the play, the, the the dogs around and everything, actually, yeah. I enjoyed that day, and I have a fantastic memory from from the first time. Yeah, that's the standard. <laughs> you, know, you know what I just heard there? <laughs> Luis didn't like me when we met. Well, that's, no. I don't know that that has changed. <laughs> no, no, I don't <laughs> think it has <laughs> changed. That's yeah. kind of standard. He did. He did. He had changed. He had you can be, you can be quite changed. offish with people. You're not very friendly. Uh, Frank, <laughs> what? Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Appreciate that. Frank? Yeah, for me, it's, uh, I, I'm, I think I'm the oldest in the, in, in the show. Um, yes. Because before that show, I remember, I don't remember, but I started in 2006. Yeah. But it's only around 2018 <sighs> that I really, fully, completely, uh, really felt completely invested. And I started to make lots of shows with you. And every time I came to, uh, to Bristol and, uh, and to the studio, I felt something special. I mean, I miss that uh, time. It's been a year s- since the last time I came. <laughs> I feel the interaction. And you know what? When, uh, exactly. when yeah, Paul uh, passed <laughs> yeah, away and yeah. I saw you in the studio all together, mm. I found, you know, what is more, the most important thing in the world for me, I found the respect. Yeah, we tease each other. Where it's part of the of the show, it's part of the debate. But I want to say to the viewers that we appreciate and respect each other. It's yeah. the most important thing. And every time I came over, I felt that. I felt that between you guys, and I felt that towards me. And uh, I really w- wish uh, to see Luis one day in a. Uh, 
um, in Bristol uh, all together. Mm. Oh, right. Thanks, Frank. Much appreciated. <laughs> you didn't like it? It was emotional. Yeah, it was respectful I prefer, emotional. I prefer dog doing their business behind me, to be right. honest. I know. It wasn't our style, is what you're saying. Uh, that's it. Thank you. Oh, no, wait. Luis, I want to ask you what you're doing this weekend. What were you doing? What were you Where, doing in Poland? Where's he going now? Look, there he is. Oh, okay. Uh, we were, oh, my God. Yes. We had um, a Legends, Legends game. Uh, those uh, players that you are seeing. Fantastic legend, Del Piero, Michael Owen, and Materazzi. We were doing some clinics with kids that they, they, were, they would be the future stars of Poland. And we were trying to teach them and inspire them for the future. Hey, hey, Zidane was the player in that game. And Zizou wasn't there to meet Materazzi? <laughs> he wasn't there? <laughs> Zizou wasn't invited? No. <laughs> no. I tell you. Luis, looking very much in shape compared to the other guys. Well, yes, picture. indeed. Just saying. Yeah. True. Hey. Now, look at that. It yeah. fit. Or the other guys are not, but yeah, I think looking fit. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael, Michael's looking. There, you go. Uh, there we go. Uh, one last thing. It is Amunt, the name of the Valencia oh, mascot. So Jay might lie to us. Uh, well, Vitor's saying you're an idiot, Ali. That's, that's what, what he's oh, well, an email. So. <laughs> okay. That's the end of that. Uh, ESPN FC. Gemma's fault. <laughs> uh, we'll be back on your screens tomorrow. Be sure to join us. Thank you very much, guys. So emotional, Frank. Oh, so yeah. honest and humble. Heartfelt. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com FC. Just go to Indeed.com FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 